Welcome to a podcast for the Krakoan mutant era with a distinctly black and queer lens. Every episode has a new guest, a single topic, and a ticking timer. This is X of Words. 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 Trump's like, man, I'm sick of this earth pussy. What's up? Can I find like some 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 high quality evolved from bird like cloaca? Is there like a race of black people who are also bird people in space? And he's like, you know what? The love of my life. That's what she is. They were soulmates. They were intergalactic soulmates. <laughs> they were roommates. <laughs> and they were roommates. Now, th- that's my favorite part of. I always tell people that the Shi'ar are black, particularly because Lalandra Dekan. I've never met a white Dekan. I'm just saying it's D apostrophe K E N. I know. I grew up with him. That's some southern <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah, but you really want the black dedication to own them haircuts? That's oh, I want shit. the black dedication to own the haircuts. I want Deathbird. Deathbird loves black men because she is black. This isn't. It's not it's not a mixed relationship. Her and Bishop weren't in a mixed relationship. Her and her and Roberto weren't in a mixed relationship. Her and Vulcan were in a mixed relationship, but also it was a mixed relationship because it was two different types of mental illnesses. But it's just, you know. <laughs> I love the Sorry, Shiar. That's the most hideous laugh I've ever done. Them. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we're saying that they're very much like it's crows, it's 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 ravens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're black birds singing in the dead of night. They the Shi'ar are black and they are birds. They are black birds. Okay, all right. So, uh, welcome, hello, everybody, to X of Words. Um, I am Ashley. Welcome, welcome again. It's a pleasure to have you all here. Basic, basically, this. I was going to say mutant madness and insight, but sometimes there's fuckery and bullshit, and we love that too. So. Welcome. Um, I'm Ashley, and today, opposite from me, uh, is a hilarious person and nice and great aura, giving nice, nice vibes. I like I've got, that. <laughs> I've got Jay Jordan here with me today. Say hi. Hey, 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 Ash. Hey, everyone listening. Hey, fellow mutants through Twitter, through Instagram, through TikTok at this point. I'm Jay Jordan. I'm a stand-up comedian in New York City. I'm a writer. I'm an actor. I'm a slut. But most importantly, <laughs> I'm a mutants rights activist. And that's why I'm here, because people need to know that the X-Men, yeah, yeah, it's about bigotry and making sure marginalized groups don't get killed by robots and stuff. But it's also, it's also, it's also about being a little messy. It's also about starting <laughs> drama, being a little gossipy. And being like, oh my gosh, that would be so, oh, that would be so much fun if those mm-hmm. two people hooked up. That's what X Men are all about. Drama. So when we come, when we come back for uh, the animated series, should we just get like Joanne the Scammer's voiceover instead of? One hundred percent. I need who lives for drama. I need all the flat scans to go to the back immediately. <laughs> immediately looks better already. Oh, okay. Um, well, you can follow you can follow Jay at Jay Jordan. That's J A Y J U R D E N. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about X Men Red. So, quick run up, if you or as Donald know. Glover would call it, X Men Redbone. We it is a it's going to be fun. It's going to be a. I'm so excited for it. Yes, with with the planet of light skins. Let's <laughs> do it. 
Um, so today we are going to be talking about X-Men Red. The question is, what are our dreams for X-Men Red? We're going to talk broadly, widely, specifically. And now you've met me and now you've met Jay. And now you know what the question is. I'm going to hit our timer and our X starts now. Okay. Take it, take it away. What do you what do you reckon, Jay? Oh my god. The first thing I want to see, I can't wait to see what happens when Sunspot. Magneto and Storm are, all, first of all, all black. Uh, and yes. I understand that people are going to say Max slash Eric slash Magnus is not black. And what I will say to that is mm -hmm. I said what I said. Magneto, <laughs> Magneto is coded black all the time. Magneto right. let Frenzy have braids at work as, as an acolyte because he respects black women's hairstyles. Magneto has done more for black people than a lot of y'all's bosses. So whenever I saw that beautiful cover that was like yep. Magneto, Sunspot, and Storm, I was like, oh, this is the black-ass book. Oh, this is, this is the black yeah. book. The fact that I the knew. Iraqi are usually kind of coded as people of color and how sometimes that's been amazing. And sometimes you've been like, well, you don't have to call them savages. I love yeah. that. So this is a black-ass book. Araco is a red-ass planet. And by that, I mean it's melanated. It is. I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and yeah, you know what? Magneto does stay in a purple suit like somebody's uncle. I'm just saying, exactly. Magneto likes purple suits just as much as like brothers from Detroit. Magneto is, if you, listen, if you talk to any black person, just be like, oh, would you accept Magneto? We'll be like, hell yeah, come on. Come, hell yeah, man, come over here. That's true. And he's not, he's not for any of the shits. Like, no, not, never has been. for it. Okay. So much so that from the jump, even though it's like an oversimplified like analogy, people would always make the Malcolm X comparison to Magneto just in terms of like post, like uh, the way that they want to kind of set up the analogy for Americans in regards mm. to the civil rights movement when it came to the mutant rights kind of like progress that was being made in regards to the animated series as well. And Every time white people heard Malcolm X, they were like, oh, that's kind of scary. But not a single black person was like, oh, that's scary. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I see you. I see you, brother Magnus. Yeah, Mag yeah. Magnus X. That's true. And I think his casting, his casting as being um, too much or too far for the nice uh, moderate yeah. Nice, moderate, progressive, I think is something that resonates very deeply with black people. Because oh, we tend yes. to be the canaries in the mine when we're going, shit's fucked up. And people go, no, 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 you can't do it that way. Just right? lay down. Be a better carpet. Say thank <laughs> you when people step on your neck. Then they'll see your humanity. So I think a lot of black people looked at Magneto and was like, that's the one. That's right? <laughs> So I'm excited for that. I'm I'm also excited for, and this is like super nerdy, the feats. Over the past few mm -hmm. issues of Sword, there have been nothing but impressive new ways to look at mutant circuitry. That's like from the first issue with Al Ewing, who's writing X-Men Red. Every time that we thought yeah. we had things figured out, we expanded Eden's manifold's powers. Like yes. we actually like talked about the fact that he's not teleported. He's like a quintician. He actually communicates with space. We're also like going to Araco. So we're actually gonna get to see, I wanna say, like what the great ring is doing in regards and like how it plays with the quiet council. I think that's gonna kind of yeah. also be looked at in Immortal X-Men, but like 
we're going to get so much stuff from this book. I think so. And like, to, to your point of feats, the planet was, the, the inception of the planet. Oh my in, God. Was, was grounded in letting Omega mutants play with something that was on their level scale-wise. Because Jesus. you've got Bobby... You've got Bobby making snow in Westchester and then they let him free. <laughs> like they cut him loose. And it's so... Uh, you, you, I'm so excited that they've taken the they've taken all the all the mutants that are so powerful that typical comics constrain their abilities and given them this new stage. Go go to the Omega Planet and show us what you can really fucking do. Not only go to the Omega Planet, Storm and Magneto help birth this planet, so they are literally checking in on their child. This yep. is just a parental visit. Like Storm <laughs> gave them an atmosphere. Magneto literally took space metal, slammed it into the planet, that's penetration, and stirred it, that's like, I mean, that's motion in the ocean, for hours in space. So they would have like, not only like a heavy enough core to like root the planet, but they like made this place habitable. They gave yeah. these refugees a home. Like there was a, there was a scary moment where I thought that you were gonna say that he blew out Mars's back. But, <laughs> but no, I wanted I'm, you to be able I'm to glad say neither it. of us. I'm glad neither of us said that. And that's not a thing that will ever appear on this podcast or in our psyches. Great. Oh my God. Yeah. Magneto <laughs> bust planet Araki, uh, Arako's Ussi open. Yeah. Arakusi. The Arakusi was bust open. <laughs> I, uh, I can't tell you how much I love that you said that. <laughs> I'm worried though. I've said this on Twitter. I'm worried. I don't I'm happy to see Sunspot with his fellow black people. I'm happy to see Sunspot like keep leveling up. But I am yes. worried because I don't like him moving one planet further from the sun. That's not <laughs> I don't want that happening. If this was if this was Venus or Mercury, I think Sunspot, you know, hell yeah, baby. But uh, I'm gonna need you to be fully charged, Roberto. I, yeah, I, do you know what? So Roberto, because you know we've got we've sort of got Vulcan, we've got Magneto, we've got Storm, we've got all these sort of big power players, mm -hmm. uh, and then you've got Sunspot, who doesn't really sit in the same sort of power class. But I right? think it was a really interesting addition because that's the one. He's the he's the Dominion mutant. He's the one who takes over shit on the sly he's run aim he's had yeah. his own secret so he was to me the he was the wild card you've got all these these mutants with this massive power potential and then you've got him with like machination potential i want to yeah. see what sunspot is going to do when you get him around iraqi mutants and how he has to finagle and like do his shady little bits i, I, I want to <laughs> see what he does i don't even think they're shady i think that he uses everything at his disposal to make sure that his people get what they need. There was that preview variant cover of yeah, him yeah. sitting on the Shi'ar throne. Like, yes. uh, I want to say Al Ewing referenced it in an interview. There seemed to be intergalactic complications and ramifications from this that we saw when, like, not only as the region of Seoul, like Storm having to welcome a bunch of different diplomatic empires to the planet, but also mm -hmm. the fact that no one is happy that the X-Men are in charge of Seoul and Abigail Brand is is considering herself 
a citizen of soul more than an earther and a citizen of soul more than a mutant as we established like in the last few issues of soul so i think yeah. we gotta get we get a little game of thrones action which we always love we always love when someone's trying to like outsmart or chessboard someone else i love it i do love it i do love it i'm having to release my i'm having to release my hold and my personal <laughs> my personal like emotional attachment to Araco as a concept because I love the concept so much that I know that whenever like when Abigail Brown started to be a busted down dusty dry heeled <laughs> raggedy jobless bow-legged crooked naked fool <laughs> yeah and start like I was like I hate you but then I was like stories need this you need antagonists yeah. you need people to challenge and to throw things in the way yeah and, I mean, the Firebrand, the Firestar rebrand of like, actually, I don't like being a mutant. It's like, good for you, sis, great. Oh my God, but the Abigail rebrand. Let me tell you something about the Abigail rebrand. I know she is a, I know she was a, con, a confused woman when she thought it was a good idea to date Hank McCoy. So we don't have, her taste has always been in question. It's fine. That's very true. That's very true. I mean, and I don't know what it is with the green haired people feeling like they can only dress in green. Like, it's a bit much. <laughs> it's a bit much. You're not a Power Ranger. Mix it up. <laughs> Magneto, case in point, Magneto, he, Baby Boy has been switching outfits. Switching yes. up the fits, all white to the sleeveless black leather jacket number without mm -hmm. the cape. Back to the classic red to let you know he means war. Storm is going to have three outfits. We're excited for the Hellfire, like the royal ceremonial garb. We're going to get a new outfit designed by Russell Dalderman. And sometimes she's also in the previous outfit that we established. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't say I am so happy that they have made Storm almost a transitional elemental being and it's the fact that like the hair goes from this these huge natural curls that turn into like a, a, a kind of cumulus cloud and yes. like the cape is also a cloud with lightning like interwoven through i'm so excited i'm so excited i'm so excited <laughs> for what they're going to do with her for the feats and the fits feats and fits feats and fits that's what this book should be called <laughs> but I, I do I, I, I totally agree with you because like Storm I like to say that they've they've listened to us finally and taken off her Caucasian rims <laughs> she had to yeah because I mean they, they had to sell in this black woman as a functional and pivotal part of the book while also canonically making her beautiful and you can yeah. see that how in the traditional white inf imagination that meant giving her blue eyes which are a universal sign of beauty that yeah. meant giving her straight hair they removed they gave her all the trappings of white beauty as a way to contextualize Storm's beauty and it's lovely to see that they can now remove those things make her more black while keeping the fact that she's an intergalactic baddie she's always been an intergalactic baddie those things didn't make her beautiful she was beautiful right? besides those things and it's so impressive that marvel was willing to like say no 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 not only is this like the new direction we're going to take with storm we got to give her a planet because the whole time we've been like give her a solo series and they were like what if we gave her mars and we we're like you know what she deserves <laughs> mars too give her that in fact put it in the bag put it in the bag <laughs> yeah they did they like uh there was a so uh yanis who's like our resident sort of storm expert 
<laughs> yeah. messaged, he tweeted, um, tweeted Pepe Larraz talking about Tom, Storm's hair texture and Pepe went noted. And from then there's been like this visual visual embodiment of, of Storm's blackness. And I think they've removed, she has she has like the white eyes more than she has the blue eyes now. Yeah. Which I really like. The the, the sort of bleached out whiteness is very iconic. The blue eyes to me were very sort of superficial and superfluous. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she does. I mean, in the fact you shouldn't even be looking at her in the eye. You want to? <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what we need to be talking about. How dare you? Because remember, every breath you take is a testament to Storm's mercy, Oof. and her control. Yes, but uh, I mean, okay. So I, I know the the buzzer went off, and we do have to pay attention to that. Oh, we do have to pay attention to that. We do have to pay we attention do. to the unless Tempo was here. Also, Tempo might show up. I know Tempo's going to be on Marauders, but I'm excited yeah. to see what. I'm so excited to see what else we see. I think this is going to be a a big Iska the Unbeaten book. I know that's oh. going to be. That's gonna have to come into play. It, I mean, if we get Iska, Storm, Magneto, like if you get all the don't fucking try me, if you have all the fucking don't fucking try me mutants in one book, I will read. When I tell you, I will wake up reading it, I will go to bed reading it, I'll die, be born again, die again, and be born again, still reading it. I love the fact that this is not only gonna be the black book on the black planet, but we also have a crazy white boy just to balance things out. <laughs> in in Gabriel Summers, Jesus Christ! Uh, listen, I'm I'm never one to support the Summers uh, <laughs> agenda. It's not an emotion that I really feel. Um, personally, I find it rude that they continue to be spoken about. But <laughs> okay. if like it's just nepotism, it's just company wide nepotism. If if Gene sneezes on you, you got your own title. <laughs> Oh my! But listen, I think that I will I will defend Vulcan a bit only because his introduction was a story basically about how bad Charles and Moira were for the for these kids yes. with like the with the Delhi Genesis storyline with the Child Soldier storyline with yes. the amount of trauma that he had to deal with and that was blocked and the fact that he was hid from his brother and. It should be noted that Vulcan was the first person to see the Inhumans, particularly Black Bolt, and go, I don't like that bitch. And you know what? I'm glad he did it early because we had to deal with that motherfucker again. So Vulcan, you are right. I know you're going to probably blow some shit up speaking of ticking time bombs. I know something's going to be on fire because of him. But if he's the highest, if he's the highest ranking and most powerful like pure energy manipulator that the mutants yes. have it's i mean he's a force to be reckoned with 100 percent. so um he will blow some shit up he i mean yeah, yeah he will i love that I mean, it's the omega book like it's it, you're it right really about is. that it's the omega book but also like quiet council is also kind of immortal x-men is gonna be the omega book we are spoiled Gosh. it's a golden age it is a golden oh, age. Oh my goodness. And with that, I am going to thank you for being here. It's been a pleasure to meet you and talk to you. Thank you, everybody who's been listening. Uh, I've been Ashley. I've been Jay. Ash, this has been a pleasure. And we are so excited for X-Men Red. Yes. You forgot it. <laughs> when I forget. Oh, I did forget. <laughs> I'm Jay Jordan. This has been X of Words, and I, I can't wait for X-Men Red. Yes, thank you, thank you. Okay. Right, I'm
Someone that choke, someone I fit aside. 